last time on Dice Funk. Oh no, have we found like the parking lot of the new world? Why would someone do this? Is it useful? The second that I go back there and like report my findings in some research paper, then suddenly everywhere knows about the stuff going on with the plants here and then whatever interesting things I happen to have found. Like, I feel like the second I go back with any kind of actual report about what's going on up here, it's just going to be the instigation for a, for a gold rush. And But the way capital works is that all threats are subsumed, and so Juniper's knowledge is just as dangerous as Vimble's maps, yeah. even though they feel so different. And I think like a, a loss condition is like letting either of that stuff get back, or a, a kind of loss condition. Obviously, you can do whatever you want, but... Hey, hey, I'm about to be I'm about to be taken over by someone else, so if you want to, like, knock me out, put me to sleep, find some way of getting me back into my body but once I'm not me, that'd be great. Okay, I'm choking Juniper. I'm choking her. <laughs> 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 this is consensual. Tran, you have never seen this before, so it's very upsetting to you. Juniper says, hey, I'm about to leave my body, and then Piccolo starts choking her. Is, is this like a, um, a, a till death do us part loophole situation where if I die for just like a just like a minute just like <laughs> die for a second and then oh come no. back technically till death did we part and it's uh, done uh, oh no uh, tra- trapeze please uh, continue continue your mesh your mission yeah, man you know what to do I told you just continue just do what, do what we agreed it's okay it'll all work you're not a little baby boy. And I finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this is who it was going to be. I knew it. Uh, like, when you said there was a glint in the distance, I just, I felt, I felt her coming. I, I knew. The gay energies were too much. Uh, Gale shows up. Do it. Go. I'm doing it. <laughs> 12! 12, is that enough to see a berry? Yes, uh, 12 is above oh, 10. Oh my god, I found the berry. I'm going to shove it in her Bow immediately. Okay, uh, so Trayanne starts doing CPR on Juniper's body. Uh, Gail's freaking out. Uh, fucking little boy Justice uh, steps on the berry. Uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> fuck! Oh shit! Fuck! Shit! Oh, oops. shit! Oh, you know, every... <laughs> and then uh, Piccolo finds another one. Uh, you make ten with one casting of good berry. Oh, okay. Right. Trayanne, sorry, I have questions for you. Um. Don't get up, don't get up. <laughs> She's like... Okay, 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 sorry, I'll stay down here. Um, do you have some kind of deal with the man who was living in my head? Well, it's a bit of a story. My friends and I had a run-in with him. I, I, I think that the way that this works is we head out, like, nice and early before, um, the rest of the party's really woken up, and the first that anyone knows that we've been successful is just this very loud sound of lightning hitting metal and then metal crashing down to the ground wakes the uh, the party up and the, everyone sort of groggily looks over at us dragging <laughs> dragging this uh, metal carcass over like we've got, we got enough here to work with it's busty too <laughs> 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 oh my god! Can I do? Oh my god! I saw a spark against the dark, and we erupt, but it's a slow burn. I take a chance, we start to dance, can't see enough. 
shit like as if a rat would make you not part of the bourgeoisie. I'm the bougiest person here. I have I have two rats next to me relaxed pancaking fully after eating a bunch of vegetables I cut for them. So I don't think you've proven your case at all. Uh, th I mean this rat's uh well yeah you've got bougie rats. This rat's this rat is not. This rat's from the streets. <laughs> the, the, the secret to getting rid of the rat is you just pour some of this sparkling pickle juice along where you saw the rat and the rat will be gone like before you know it. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I mean, I am actually like, works. I am, uh, I'm getting kittens. And the cat, and the kittens will kill the rats. No, cat, cats can't kill rats. Why? They can kill mice. They can't handle a rat. Because, like, domesticated cat, I've read, I've read up a bunch about this. Domesticated cats are dumb and, like, bad at hunting, and, like, city rats are, like, fucking just fucked. Mm hmm. What, I mean, for many years, I just thought all cats were just one breed. There's just cat. You know, there's hundreds of breeds of dogs. But uh, I've learned a lot over the last year. There are a lot of different cat behaviors and a lot of different, like, personality types. And it's all it's all very complicated. I'm like, I've researched it very intensely. Wait, so, like, these are just, like, I mean, these are black cats. I don't know anything about their breed. I know, like, Persian cats are very specific, but... Sure. If it's just a regular black cat, it's probably a domestic short hair, which I am deadly allergic to did you know uh, that okay. <laughs> did you know that cats have accents because their meows exist only to manipulate us and communicate with us i've heard that so depending yes. on what country they are from yeah so austin's heard it but audience i oh. mean a, a lot of animals have accents depending on which country mm -hmm. they're in they just they just like that <laughs> i know that very well my new cat bjork she's from kuwait and you can totally tell Mm. Did you, um, you? I can't understand you. Yeah. Speak English. You're in America. <laughs> she says absolutely not in Arabic. Um, uh, my 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 old roommate's cat was like um uh like super vocal. And like there are times when it's like she would fully like you know she's meowing, but it would like it would like like get you a couple times where it's like you fully have human inflection. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, the like Siamese cats fully try to have conversations with you. They're just like meow, 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 meow. It's like what the what do you want? I don't know. <laughs> ah, help. <laughs> so last we left the adventure, uh, the party entered a new reliquary in this biome of concrete and oil. You don't know exactly what the god is or what what this place is made for, but you know this building is made out of colorful plastic. Uh, you walk into the foyer and you hear a whistling noise as you move inside the doors with Gale the harpy uh, in front of you. Um, oh, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my guests down now. Uh, God of Happy Meal Toys. This is the, the we're in the big McDonald's play place. This is the God of Happy Meal Toys. We're all gonna get a little plastic figurine. Yo, if fucking Ronald jumps out. 
Austin, before you before you say, it, is the whistling going? Do 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 do. Is that the whistling? No, it is not. Is that what's being? No, okay. <laughs> it is not. Pusha T's famous McDonald's jingle. Uh, incredible story behind that. You should just Google Pusha T McDonald's if you want to know about that beef. Um, um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> can I also say, I feel like Grimace obviously has the funniest name. Ronald McDonald is the by far the most cursed of the McDonald's mascots. No, no, the living, the living Happy Meal box with the creepy human eyes is the most terrifying. <laughs> okay, fair. You're just scared of clowns, man. It's okay. I'm not afraid of clowns. It's just, it's, it's that he doesn't look enough like a clown. He just looks like a guy, you know? You have to go full clown or not at all. I don't like the uncanny clown. I could, I can't imagine how they could have him more clown. <laughs> Big shoes, uh, uh, like a uh, big like thing on his red nose. I need him to look less human. I still love the fact that the uh, that in Japan they had a Famicom game called Donald Land, where you play as Ronald McDonald, which is pretty great. I played that's pretty good. Yeah, you know how all of the McDonald mascots represent different menu items. Like there's the Fry uh, Kids and there's the Hamburglar. What do you think Grimace is? Don't look it up. Isn't he a chicken nugget? You would think. <laughs> you would think it's no he's a milkshake milkshake <laughs> no is he just a, i think he's just uh, a creature is he just the creature <laughs> yeah. no yeah he's the creature they keep in the back he gives birth to <laughs> to, to like burgers or something i don't know i'm gonna put this uh business insider link in the chat feel free to read it to the audience a taste bud <laughs> Huh. Okay. <laughs> I like that. that is, uh, do we eat him or? I but but the question is what like wait wait which item on the McDonald's menu is the taste buds? I I don't get that. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna order some taste buds on the the taste bud Happy Meal. Is is Grimace just hanging out in this friend group trying to trying to lick lick mm. all his friends? Yeah, so there's always one guy in the crew <laughs> who's trying to lick everybody. <laughs> if if you don't have one, then uh, st uh, pull your tongue back in because it's you. <laughs> all right, here's Ronald McDonald. Big shoes, big hair, red nose. I think you're just scared of clowns. Yeah, but he's dressed just like a guy. He's just wearing like a blazer. I don't know. Okay, we're 25 minutes into this recording. I'm going to have to either cut the pickle juice talk or the McDonald's juice talk. <laughs> oh, McDonald's juice? <laughs> All right, let's get going. Here we are. Let's go. Pussy 2 is in front of us. You walk into the reliquary. Uh, there's a whistling noise from the other side of this chamber where presumably there is a door if the pattern holds. But between you and the sound, there is a big pit filled with colorful balls, red, oh. yellow, blue, green, each about the size of a fist. Juniper doesn't hesitate and just jumps right in. Uh, I have Peter's head on my head still, and I can feel something coming. And I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get over there. This dead head wants me over there. And I just start going for it. I'm in the ball pit. I want, um, Little boy Justice is gonna like like do like a jump and like a like die like do like a uh like a us um I don't know what you call different types of dives. He's gonna do the dive where you like jump up and you like go in like like yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there pee in the ball pit? <laughs> There's always pee in the ball pit. It sounds like we're doing acrobatics to jump. Sure. Yeah. Let's see how many flips this train does on the way in. Seventeen. Twenty-four. 
Twelve. A botch. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm missing a foot. I That's... fumbled the leap. <laughs> Uh, so Juniper does what we're calling the TwitchCon special. Oh, that no. reference will oh, oh, no. I was de- I, I look, I was debating doing it, and I was like, uh, no, I'll hold it back. It's probably in poor taste. It's going to be like eight months before the audience hears this. They won't remember. Um, Juniper, you disappear into the balls from everyone else's perspective. You just sink like a stone, uh, and are you disappear and are gone. Uh, the rest of the group uh, succeeds. Twenty four and seventeen, especially good. You get across this ball pit you basically jump uh and swim and uh use your you know your incredible uh, athletics here trayon specifically 24 i like i imagine you're just running across uh, the balls like a jesus lizard over water <laughs> Mm-mm-mm-mm. yep 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 and anytime he's sinking down he just sort of like somehow jumps up and does a flip and somehow lands softly on the balls and keeps running despite the fact that makes no sense from a physics standpoint but you know um i actually you know, I just realized i think monks can like run across water anyways as a thing um so pretty sick for, yeah um juniper i think the consequence for this is can you read me your inventory i think you might lose something in the ball pit this is just how it goes sometimes when you get caught losing up in- losing something of yours in the ball in the ball pit at McDonald's is like a core memory in in me. Oh uh, no! What, okay, what what, <laughs> what items do I possess? Um, there was that rod we used for digi- making all the things digivolve so we could go fast, but I think that that's been spent. Mm-hmm. I've got my nice new ladybug shield. Uh, I've got my electric ring. Uh, what do I have? Do I have anything else? I got my, my, my rake. Um, I think those are the main items I have. Oh, I have my severed foot. (laughs) That I get advantage on intimidation if I throw it at someone. I don't want you to lose the foot. I think what's most interesting is losing the rake. Because it's it's not magic or anything. It's just a regular rake. But it it was your melee weapon. For, uh, How will I do gardening without it, Austin? How will I do gardening? Well, I mean, that's the tragedy, isn't it? You'll have to figure something else out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I hope there's a weapon in here now, because I... Look, that that, ball, that rake's gone forever. I could use locate items. I think I have some kind of location spells. It's gone forever. There's no finding something you've lost in the ball pit. I'm yeah. glad you agree, yeah. <laughs> I, I have been to a night out, um like a nightclub event that had a ball pit and there is always the thing at about 6am where there is the line of people who are like okay at some point in the night I lost something in the ball pit and it's time for everyone to go home can I can I, can I go back in and look for my things? Well speaking of a new weapon uh, as you crawl out of the ball pit uh, defeated and humiliated uh, you see everyone else is already gathered in front of uh, the item here in the reliquary which is a sword with a, a hole in the pommel uh, through which wind is blowing and making this whistling noise. Uh, Mari, did you want to describe uh, P2, the sword again, to everybody? Yes, yes. It's a beautiful, iridescent blade. And like when, it hit, when the light hits it, it like reflects rainbow, because that's cool. And the handle is a pearly pink. Um, and it's shiny and pretty. And then it goes down and the two labia blades split apart and then come back together. And at the top of the 
the oval like hole there is a beautiful glistening diamond that changes color based on the holder's mood and when the scene goes through it's a beautiful song of a a, a beautiful woman's voice singing pussy over and over <laughs> okay that might be artistic <laughs> license because uh, i don't know who's gonna be stuck with the sword uh but I, I look. Ju- Juniper would not be scared off off that sword by it quietly singing pussy. At this point, that is <laughs> far from the scariest thing that's happened up here. So, like every time you swing it, it sings the word pussy. Um. <laughs> all right. So this sword is in front of you. It is uh, blade down into the ground, and you see that the uh, the plastic here, all the different colors and stuff, also has like wires running through it up into. Uh, like what are big screens at the back of the chamber? I guess you don't really know what a screen is in a medieval sense, but you understand that these gods came from pre-apocalyptic technology. So I will say there's other stuff going on here. Uh, what do you do? I I know I've had like a good share of the magic weapons that have come out of the, these places, but I lost I I lost my rake in the ball pit. Can I have the pussy sword? That. Uh- Train will just sort of shrug and and say, "It's fine by me. I have. I don't think I have have gotten any of the items from any of these places, but it's not like it's much use to me. So, yeah. I want the pussy sword. It came from my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there is no world in which I have the right to argue against that. You do have a divine right to the pussy sword, but I I got nothing to hit anything with anymore." Sounds. How about we leave it up to some sort of chance? I like it when it, it's up to chance somehow in some way. No, no, it's 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 your sword. No, the sword has to I choose just... its wielder. Am I even worthy? <laughs> Jun- Juniper goes back to the ball pit and starts just like using her hands to just start digging in the hopes. I would like to roll for worthiness. Yeah, let's both roll for worthiness. Uh, I, while while that's happening, Tran sees like Juniper go to the ball pit and will walk over and just offer to dive in and try to find the rake and do a little swim in the ball pit. Oh no, no, don't don't. You will you will lose things too, Tran. Don't don't. It is a lost cause. We're gonna start doing staff infection rolls if you if you go back <laughs> into the ball pit. Uh, <laughs> Austin, can I ha- Austin, can I have the rake back if I roll su- like successfully on a D one thousand or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's 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 the roll I have to do to get 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 the rake back? <laughs> I would like to roll for worthiness between me and Juniper. I I don't know what a, r- a worthiness roll is for a pussy sword. I I don't know. It just see like it's clearly a sword in the stone situation. <laughs> and we have to go up and see if we're worthy of pussy too. Well, I see. Here's what I say: you just go and attempt to pull it and see I'm what gonna happens. Go, I'm gonna attempt and see if I'm worthy of pussy too. All right, is everyone cool with that? <laughs> I'm I'm cool with it. All right, Piccolo steps up to pussy too and looks at it dramatically, hearing its sweet pussy song clasps his branches around it and pulls up what happens what would be like yeah what would what would like con- like um denote worthiness to wield pussy would it like sleight of hand uh, or look, look 
I I feel I feel like sleight of hand is the role you do to see whether you can wield pussy. Yeah, that would be that would make that would track yeah. there. Yes. All right, all right. I'm so scared. Seven. Ugh, I'm not worthy. No, your your <laughs> technique is sloppy. You're you're too you're too rough. It's it's. Oh no! I didn't I didn't is warm this... it up at all. <laughs> is... <laughs> Is is this my time? Yes, it's your time. Can, can I can I try rolling sleight of hand? Do it, Piccolo. You try to pull the sword, and uh, it instead of coming out easily, you seem to trigger some mechanism. And, um, some the floor lights up. Something uh, crackles behind you, and the big a screen comes on at the other side of the chamber, and you see a robot man appear. On the screen here, you've seen a number of these holograms in the reliquaries before. Uh, party, I guess Piccolo hasn't seen many of them or any. Hey, you a crystal boy? You made a, you got a crystal in there? <laughs> the large warforged does not uh, address you because it is a pre-recorded segment. As the figure uh, addresses the group um, and says, "Hello, it's me, God of the Future." Hello. I feel somewhere within me that someone is saying hi. So I'm going to say hi back. Hello. Uh, I'm <laughs> H3ST3R. Um, you probably know my work. Hopefully my legend lives on. Uh, you are currently standing in the f- city of the future. Uh, this is where the innovation of tomorrow will take place. Efficiency and progress is inevitable. Oh, no. And I hope you are first in line to reap all the benefits. I mean, it's it's very it's very clear that this is the tomb of the future because Pussy Two is here. So, like, I don't know how this could be anything other than innovation and progress. This is we're at Epcot, aren't we? This is just Epcot, isn't it? The Warforge <laughs> says, "I get a feeling like someone's agreeing with me, and I appreciate that." <laughs> so, uh, obviously, you are in the presence of P Two, the most beautiful sword ever forged. You should be honored. And uh, I really hope that you will be worthy of its, its majesty and power. Um, D- during this speech, Juniper is going to attempt to remove Pussy Two. Okay. Are you worthy? Uh, eight. No. Oh. Slightly more worthy. <laughs> uh. All right. Is there a second worthiness test, like some sort of poetry <laughs> where we like serenade it? Like, oh, Pussy Two. How your curves delight my just, eyes. Little boy Justice is gonna is gonna is gonna try. Uh, Do no. not touch Pussy <laughs> Two, little boy Justice. Uh, I will not have a cop touch it. Well, what what if Tran touched it? That's you fine. know. Okay. Well, okay, you're well, not a cop, and I don't know you yet. That's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. Tran just sort of like looks befuddled, and while this is going, we'll just roll a nat twenty. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> this is this is a this is a travesty. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my the, god! The, a the... little stream of water comes I... out. Of, comes out of this sword. Austin, uh-huh. Austin, I don't think I've ever been so upset by a lot. <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, congrats, Skitch! Congrats! I mean... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Trayan, an, an ace I'm... legend, somehow <laughs> draws <laughs> Pussy Two. Ace. Maybe Pussy Two feels safe. 
you know? <laughs> I guess. I was gonna... Maybe Pussy Dude just wanted to be Pussy too. It doesn't have to be a, a thing, you know? Look, look, we, 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 we just clearly wanted it too much. It was off-putting, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pussy Dude just wants to be a sword, not... You know anything else? Yeah, you don't. Want, you, you you can't. Yeah, you can't put that uh, pussy two up on a pedestal. Yeah. You gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we, look, we we just we just couldn't be chill about this. This is, this is the most. We a lesson. I, I think this is the most cursed crit I've rolled in the entirety of my tenure in Dice Funk. Even more so than that incident in season two where I murdered somebody by accident. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I could never in a million years have predicted that's how that was going to work. Uh, but it, I guess you can wield it as a monk weapon, and it'll yeah. be. <laughs> it, it's that meme of uh, 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 me and the bad bitch I pulled by rolling a nat 20. <laughs> uh, so P2's effects are it is a plus one weapon, uh, which uh, you know is just a straight upgrade to your your monk stuff. Uh, but in addition, uh, when you do damage with it, you can spend the damage to heal the party. For example, if you hit for <gasps> twenty damage, you can instead hit for ten damage and send ten points of healing to someone else as the whistle uh, is uh, rejuvenates them and they feel the warmth and they feel a pleasant sensation of being in the presence of the is, sword. Is, 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 is Trayan our biggest DPS? Because uh, if so, you might be mechanically the best person to wield this. Uh, Trayan, if he's kind of playing his cards right, can hit up to four times uh, for a bunch of damage, so... Yeah. I just, it's just, it's just, I love just Trayan being completely confused by all this, just like not even getting what's what the deal is just sort of draws it out without even trying and then just the the abject horror of the situation settling in um you 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 take good care of that sword i mean if you i mean if you really wanted juniper it's not that big of a deal for me but you know is 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 that how how worthiness tests work you can pass the worthiness test and then go cool i'm handing it off in the background, the god of the future, this, this robot person or warforged in the parlance of D&D finishes uh, their speech and is saying that, you know, to become worthy of the sword, maybe try making it a mixtape, uh, take it out for drinks or something. And then Treyon is already just swinging the sword around and the video just turns off. I shouldn't have rushed to try and pull the sword. I should have waited for the instructions. See, that's. That's part of the the things. Like you can't be excited. Yeah, you have to warm her up. That's, that's part of the thing. I was I was too I was too eager. I just I just went right in there and didn't wasn't good. Here's the thing: Pussy Two didn't want to be sexualized. She's with where who she feels safe with. That's what matters. I also like to think that Trans little uh, little um uh pet buddies just are like hopping around him while the sword's being swung around. Just hell yeah. If, if, Juniper's just in the background, like anyone sees a new rake up here in this untouched world where pe- people don't have manufacturing yet. If anyone sees a rake, let me know. I think Gail uh, gives you a little nudge and says, "Babe, you can open the sky and call down lightning. I think you'll be fine. I think." Yeah, but but lightning lightning beats but, sword, hon. Yeah, but I'm not even talking about the combat. I just want to be able to till the soil, ready to plant carrots. 
And like, not even for me. Don't, they're not for me. I don't like carrots, but they're very nutritiously valuable for everyone else. And I want to set up a little garden. Um. Oh, oh yeah. No. Like, little boy justice is gonna like sidle up to Juniper and like very hushed tones. Um. Uh. Because you know, no one else can know his like secret identity. But um. Um. You know, I'm actually uh, a gardener, and I I don't have a rake. I I, mean, I, I don't even. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not very good at gardening, but like, um, y- you can just do it without a rake. It's fine. As you say that, uh, a door opens on the far side of the chamber. Uh, you've done this a number of times now. You know what's ahead. Uh, Gale seems excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gale, is it? I take it you don't have, uh, well, some god parts in you yet, huh? No, we weren't we weren't taking them at first. It seemed gross and weird, uh, but then it seemed like it was worth it. Everyone was getting super powerful, and we were just trying to do research. So if it, if it doesn't hurt, I guess I want to try. I mean, it ha- it has it hasn't made me gross, has it? I'm still I'm still good. Uh, she pokes your little tummy like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just very cute. <laughs> Um, as you're having this conversation, you hear voices at the entrance of the reliquary as a, uh, Walter, the Triton and Buddy, the Dryad show up and you hear them, uh, kind of, uh, you know, hitching up their animals and, and coming inside. Uh, they're like, hello, is it uh, inside? Yes. Anyone? We are coming in. Do not shoot. Hey, hey, hon, if you want if you want to get one of those, those bits of body, like now, now's your time. You should probably do that before they come in. Um, oh yeah, no, Will Boy Justice is like, uh, Tomb Raiders, uh, they're, uh, they're coming to, to steal it. Quick, go inside and eat the body part that's in there, uh, the ancient body part from the god. I'll hold off these, uh, scoundrels. Uh, Gail just shakes her head at you and says, Th- those are my friends, we're the first research team, uh, it's all good. Uh, if anything, we, we should ever get everyone caught up. Juniper already knows them, but, uh, Trayan and Little Boy Justice, Walter and Buddy, just, like, gesturing at everybody, getting caught up. Uh, Walter easily swims across the ball pit, but I think Buddy has to do a, uh, vine whip and, like, throws it over to you, Juniper, and says, can you just, can you just pull me across? I don't want to lose all my stuff. Oh, yeah, it would be a, it would be a real travesty to lose all your stuff, wouldn't it? <laughs> So, does anyone recognize Little Boy Justice? At the Deception biome, Gail did say, aren't you the gardener? Because she's the one who went to Calthinian. Uh, but I guess she doesn't recognize your uh, disguise, and the other two didn't go to Calthinian, so they would not recognize you. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, Juniper does uh, does help them over, but as as doing so goes, hey, you wouldn't, you wouldn't happen to have brought a rake up here, would you? <laughs> Buddy like scoffs. It's like, what do I need to rake for? Plants are lame. I got a, I got a bits and bridles, saddles and spurs. I got the little eye shields. I got all kinds look, of little. Look, look, of course you would think that plants are lame. You never had a rake. You wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. You got to get a rake and start raking, and then you'll get it. <laughs> it's a gateway drug to plant supremacy. Just got to get out there and start yeah. raking. Well, boy, Justice is just going to say to Gail, um, we've never met. Okay. Uh, Gail looks uh, dubious. Your voice is f- familiar, but shrugs and starts moving into the next chamber. Uh, Buddy looks you right in the eye, Juniper, and says, it's time to grow up. Plants are lame. 
move on. Hey. And she hey, then follows hey. after Gail. Kevin hey, points hey. to Piccolo like, what? Don't. <laughs> yeah, no, Ju- Juniper's, Juniper's here. Like, like, don't. Don't you say that. My one of my best friends is a pl- is a plant friend over there. Hey, no. No. I love poop. <laughs> Buddy looks at you, uh, Piccolo, and is just like disgusted. It just like makes a face. Like, I guess like you eat poop, which you do. So it, actually that checks out. I look at him like I'm disgusted by him because he, he eats fruit. Hey, hey, I maybe have plant babies growing in me. I, be, be, be chill. <laughs> Um, a lot of information there. Uh, Walter's enthusiastic to meet you all, though. Just immediately shake, tries to shake hands with uh, Treyan and Piccolo. Hey, do you want to eat my cherry babies? When you poop them, it's like you're going to have babies. No, thank you. I am strict pescatarian, but I appreciate offer. It is very thoughtful. In my training, I learned that sometimes you'll have to uh, eat, uh, eat your uh, 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 like uh, fellow companions to survive. Uh, Trayan will shake Walter's hand, uh, eagerly with a, uh, a nice, you know, just a casual grin, just like, nice to meet you. Oh no, what are all these? This, uh, medal and this tiara and this, uh, little certificate? Third place! I am so sorry. Is, is, uh, you have left Old World in shame? Your family has, uh, how you say, uh, kicked you out? Mm, not my family, but those in charge. To be, to be fully honest, you know, I'm honestly pretty happy to have these. I mean, uh, it's better than not winning anything, right? No, no, <laughs> terribly embarrassing. Uh, disown, that was what I was looking for. Obviously, you were disowned for failure. Uh, I do not judge. I'm sure everyone else, yes, I am looking at them. I see their faces. They hate you, uh, but I do not hate you. Uh, J- Juniper looks to Gail and just whispers, "Your friends are jerks sometimes." <laughs> <laughs> um, Walter goes into their pack and starts pulling out gold trophies and gold medals and gold certificates, and is like, "You see, when you are the best, uh, it, it see, really see, see what I mean. <laughs> see what I mean. He's doing it right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is really everyone looks at you different. It is very nice. Maybe I, I let you borrow, and we can uh, you can." Be walk your head held high and not feel uh, terrible um, shame. Get, get, always. W- wait, can Little Boy Justice try and like sleight of hand sneak some like gold medals and stuff into uh, <laughs> uh, into uh, Tran's like bag or whatever? Uh, I mean, like Tran's just gonna like tilt his head a bit and just sort of be like, but I mean, I don't feel any shame. Um, I, I roll a, a, a 19 for sleight of hand. Can that mean I like sneak a bunch of like golden like uh, gold medals into uh, into Trayanne's bag? Uh, with a 12, you can get one thing. No, that the, I was 12, and little boy dress is 19. Ah. With my 12, can Dodo can be sit on top of me and poop on Walter? <laughs> sure, we can have this whole physical yes. comedy situation here. I mean, like like. Uh, like, Trand will just be like, I mean, uh, if you want, we can, like, spar or something if you want to just, like, test test the waters out or something. But, you know, uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with what I have. Yeah, Walter. What if Trayon was living in a world where things were a lot more difficult? So Trayon's third place is more valuable than your first place. And then poop falls on Walter. 
I, I do just want to remind everyone we're in a big race. We're in a race where like people are trying to get to a finish line faster than anyone else. Um Gail, if you wanna go get if you wanna go get the thing from in there, we should probably all start moving. Yeah, Gail and Buddy actually walked away a bit ago, so I'm having them go up into the ch- chamber. Uh, in fact, I think when you you turn, you're saying, "Hey, I think we're in a race. Maybe we should stop, uh, you know, uh, f- doing this little petty thing." Uh, you hear a shout from deeper into the reliquary, and so, uh, the sound of something uh, heavy landing on the ground, like a a thud. Not 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 a normal expected shout, a a bad shout. Yes. Okay, um, Juniper's gonna start running that way. Run toward the shouting. I run over there, but faster, because I'm fast. Alright, everyone runs uh, down the plastic corridor towards the room with the coffin in it. Uh, the, the sound you heard was the lid of the, uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? The lid of the sarcophagus? Ooh. Coffin? Yes, the sarcophagus. Tupperware? Uh, hitting the ground. Tupperware? Yeah. What? Tupperware's made of plastic and stuff. Oh my god. What if it is just a big Tupperware? That's funny. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's great, honestly. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, refri- it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a big Tupperware. And you see, instead of uh, a, a squishy, fleshy body part like a lot of the gods you've seen, uh, this was the god of the future, a, a warforged or a robot person. And so what was inside the Tupperware was a bunch of gears and wires, which have lashed out and uh, buried themselves in uh, Gale and Buddy. And as you run into the room, uh, I think because it's there. Uh, you know, party members, Walter leaps ahead and then also gets tangled in the wires and gears. Uh, are, are they getting accurated? Are they <laughs> they're getting accurate, yeah. Roll initiative. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. My 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 romantic interest is part of a flesh robot ta- tangle. This is a bad time. <laughs> We're like really good. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, 10 for Treyan, unfortunately. 21. Uh, 16. You're up first with the 21, Piccolo, so run into right. the room. I rage up, all right? Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're just starting to fight. There's no talking our way out of Gears doing a Tetsuo. Correct. <laughs> You've seen a number of uh, different responses from the body parts. Sometimes they're inert. Sometimes they're nice. Sometimes they are mean. Uh, these ones uh, seem to be rejecting your fleshy friends. They were apparently expecting a robot. If you'll recall, opening the door of the reliquary required you to be mechanical, and you are not. And so they seem to have taken exception to that. All right. I I rage up, all right, which gives me plus two to some stuff. And I go in. Can I just do both hits at once? See which ones. 13, 17. Ooh, boy. 17 hits. All try right. and hit the bits that aren't bird. You're right. I'm going to try my best to hit not bird bits. <laughs> 12. All right. You slash a, a wire, uh, c- c- severing it cleanly, and it flops onto the ground. You see that uh, the gears and the wires and the, the various pistons and springs inside of the Tupperware have kind of pushed into the skin of the first research team and is like puppeting them. The wires are very much like marionette strings. 
and they are uh, basically being forced to attack you. Uh, but you you can clearly damage uh, these mechanisms. And it is Little Boy Justice's turn. Yeah, I'm going. To, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do uh, uh, my uh, yeah, like a sword short uh, short sword attacks. Um, and twenty seven. That's a crit. That's a crit. Wow. All right, and hammer of the boop as well. Presumably, it's a plus one yeah. weapon. So. So yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah, that and um, so that's uh, uh, twelve plus four is sixteen. Uh, I'm trying something new. Um, I'm gonna cast Primal Savagery. Um, so I'm using Primal Magic to make my teeth and fingernails uh, sharpen uh, and start producing acid to try and acid through these these mechanical contraptions and get them off. Yeah, Primal Savagery from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. It is a cantrip on self. You channel Primal Magic to cause your teeth or fingernails to sharpen, make a melee spell attack. On a hit, target takes 1d10 acid damage. That's pretty good. Uh, 2d10 because I've reached 5th level. Oh, balls. What a, that's, yeah. I, I don't love the name of this attack, but it's no, a pretty, the name's, pretty sick. Yeah, it's a pretty sick attack with an eh name. Um, yeah. Uh, ten's probably not going to hit, is it? Unfortunately, that's not going to hit, no. No, I don't have proficiency with my with my, my fancy hands. I don't want to use lightning. I don't want to hurt. I don't. I want to use something more targeted. I would use the rake, but it's gone. Uh huh. I mean, with a four in that roll, I don't think you would have even hit with the rake. The rake was just a, pl- I know, a plus two. I know. I know. Um. I I don't want to go throwing around my big lightning cloud and my other stuff is missing. Your teeth and uh, nails sharpen, and you leap forward, and uh, the mass of uh, robot parts, uh, you know, pushes a spring into your body and sends you flipping back uh, harmlessly. And now it is the enemy's turn. Uh, so the first thing that happens is Buddy pulls out the iron rod from the death biome that you gave them, if you'll recall. Yeah, yeah, I, re- I-, I remember this. Um, and when he raises it up, it bursts into rainbow flames, which was something uh, you established about this item. I yeah. believe it was a uh, that was a Zana uh, prestidigitation. If I if 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 we survive this, I'm I'm having I'm having that back. It's mine. <laughs> uh, Thirteen. Is that against me? Correct. Oh, that doesn't meet my my AC. All right, so you get bounced back by the spring, and then this flaming iron rod comes down on you, and you parry it easily with the ladybug shield. You you have the audacity to try and attack me with the whip, and I gave you no, no. You you are you. I am the expert. You are the student. No. Next up, Walter uh, hefts a huge anchor. Uh, Treyon, uh, I think maybe it just strikes you now that you've seen an image of this anchor before engraved into the door in the mm-hmm. sea temple mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, where you first fought the Aboleth. Yep. And Walter brings it down on your head. 15. Um. Okay, if you increased it by five, you might have hit me, but 15 is not going to do it. Oh, now you're just you're just stunting. I, was that a, is that a, a P2 move where you just easily uh, deflect that? 
Um, you know, we could say that, yeah, like, like, Tran is still, like, holding P2, and then, like, the uh, anchor comes down, and he literally just deflects it with the sword that is much lighter by comparison, as if the anchor weighs nothing. All right. You're already sick with the blade. Uh, and then Gale the Harpy uh, shreds on the guitar, just doing some, you know, some Dave Mustaine shit. Everyone co- constitution saving throw as the uh, thunder damage rolls through the room, tearing up the uh, floor in like a blast radius. 17. 24. 16. It's only a 10 for Trayan, so he's probably taking some damage. Uh, 12 damage to Trayan. Everyone else takes six uh, as, like, uh, you know, plastic debris uh, hits you, uh, you know, somewhat limply. <laughs> but uh, Trayan is in the blast zone for the the explosion and takes the most damage. Uh, and it is your turn, Trayan. Um, uh, that was thunder damage, correct? Correct. Okay, just making sure. All right, Trayan just sort of braces after that, grimace, grits his teeth some, and then... Uh, just sort of like instinctively dives in to try to cut away at the metal uh, with P2. Now, question for you, Austin. Is it okay for me to extend the uh, elemental components of the Draconic Strike to attack with P2 in this case? Yep. That's Sweet. part of your, your monk thing is you're doing your monk stuff, monkin. Yep. So it's he's doing capoeira, but with a sword. So this is a fun uh, aesthetic here. Um, so first attack. Um that's a botch, unfortunately, to start things off. No, actually, no, is it a botch? It's not red. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's two. Yeah, it's a two, so it's not a botch. I, I can't tell I'm colorblind, so I just... Let's see. Ah. So his first attack is, unfortunately, a miss. Second attack is a 15. Nope, that does not hit. Does that... Nope. Mm, cool. Uh, Tran will burn a key point to do flurry of blows and just keep on swinging. There's a crit on that one there. There we go. All right, uh, so uh, with that, um, this is going to be acid damage, and um, Trayan is going to just immediately invoke the, the damage splitting function here. Mm. So, oh, good gosh. Uh, the damage there is, uh, so total damage, so that's going to be uh, 11 damage, so split in half, so it's going to be five acid damage to the target. Then who, how many people get the healing for the five hit points there? Oh, you can you can give some of the damage to one person. Oh, I've I've only taken six damage. I'm at fifty three. Like, if you if you're cool if you want to heal someone, but I'm unhealthy. Uh, what what are you at? Uh, what are you at there, little boy, Justice? Uh, I'm at thirty eight. All right, so yeah, you'll get five hit points, and then the other five goes on the enemy there, and then one. Oh, and also, uh, stunning strike. <laughs> Uh, I this body part is immune to being stunned. Mm-hmm. I, I'll burn the key anyways in the effort there, and then do the last attack. Uh, Seventeen, that hits. All right, so that damage is twelve. So Tran does a total of seventeen acid damage to the machine bits, um, and heals uh little boy Justice four five. All right, at the end of the order, layer action as the uh, room you're in has been structurally damaged by Gale's shatter attack, uh, and sparks are shooting up from severed power lines in the floor, and bits of plastic are falling from the ceiling. Everyone, dexterity save. Uh, Seven. That is 16. Ooh, eight. Nine. 
The exact opposite of the last result. This time, everyone fails but Trayan. Uh, everyone takes 11, except for Trayan, who takes 5. Actually, I take 0 because I have Evasion as a level 7 monk. Ooh. When I'm subjected to an effect that makes a deck saving throw to take only half damage, you take no damage if you succeed and only half damage if you fail. So, all right. Fancy. A big chunk of plastic is falling towards you. You just slice it in half with P2 and it falls uselessly to the ground while your other party members are hit by stray sparks uh, painfully and we are back to Piccolo. These are to hit 23 and 28. Oh Christ, it's axe time. Those both hit. 13, 12. Great. Why can't I roll well? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 25 damage ain't nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Um, We're at Little Boy Justice. Um, Yeah, so, okay. So, yeah, I've got, um, I'm going to use my um, uh, uh, two, uh, I'm going to use two two, uh, short sword attacks. Uh, First one's with uh, the sort of the hammer of the boot. And it's um, 19, so with a plus one, so that's a 20. Definitely hits. And six plus uh, uh, plus Hunter's Mark is um, seven. All right. Uh, you start uh, attacking the gears and the pistons with the hammer of the boop and your big anime sword, and you're just you know stripping gears and pulling out anything that looks important. And there's uh, definitely some structural damage. The body part uh, shakes and you know quivers and starts coming apart. And it's Juniper's turn. Uh, okay, I have an idea. Famously, the way all the best sentences begin. Um. Juniper would like to attempt to place her electric immunity ring on Gale. Mm. With the intention here being to then do big lightning damage and Gale be okay. Oh my gosh, Laura, your brain. You're just you're floating Look, around like Modoc. I'm, I'm I'm having a moment here, but I need. Is there mechanically a way you can allow me to do this, Austin? Yeah, I mean it's such a good juicy moment. I mean you're putting a ring on your girlfriend's finger and then yeah. <laughs> shooting her with lightning. Yeah, I'm, I mean That's, it's sick. It's pretty okay. hot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm putting the electric immunity ring on on uh, Gale in the massive. Bodies and, and wires. Mm-hmm. So I'm just pulling out my cool lightning quickly. Oh, and then we have the dex save, I assume. Yeah, so yes, I'm gonna cool lightning, which I believe, yep, is a is a dex save. Alright, I rolled a ten, that's going to fail as you okay. light this amalgamation of body part and metal up. Uh, that's 20, 20 damage. But Gale's okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, the first research team doesn't take damage. Uh, but you just completely okay. destroy... Thank, thank you for being nice and, and extending that to the whole team. In my head, I was just expecting the rest of the research team to get electrocuted and Gale be alright. That's, that's nice of you. 
<laughs> I think you concentrate the lightning on her, right? So it's like it shoots down yeah. the wires connected to her and just like obliterates a bunch of them. But I'm really lingering on the image of you putting the ring on her. She's looking at you. I she, mean, try, she tries to say yeah. something but can't because there's a fucking gear like sticking yeah, out of her don't, neck. Don't worry. Look, let me put a ring on you and electrocute you. It's going to be fine. This is, this is, this is what love looks like. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we are now at... Uh, research team's turn. Uh, everybody, Constitution save as uh, Gail pulls back and the guitar wails again as she, uh, you know, tries to pull free of the last couple wires. This is totally metal. Got an eight. Sixteen. Eleven. I saw Cybertronics last week. Eight. Uh, only Piccolo saves uh, and takes six damage. Everyone else takes twelve. Uh, this time, half of the roof just caves in. Uh, and all of that, like all of you are hit by, you know, shrapnel and debris. Uh, but it looks like Gale's almost free. I'll give you that. There, the, there's like one sprocket, you know, holding her to the mass. Uh, Walter is going to take another swing at Utran with the big anchor. That will hit. Uh, 18 damage, a really good roll there, as the, you get clocked with this huge piece of metal this time, uh, unable to parry it. And we are going to see... Uh, this time Trayan, uh, because, because Juniper is over by Gale, uh, Buddy's going to swing the flaming iron rod at you. Uh-huh. Uh, 13's going to miss. Mm -hmm. Little Boy Justice easily, uh, you know, stops that with the hammer of the boop. Um, and we are at Trayan. Trayan, there's very little connecting, uh, the, the first research team to the mass yeah. now. All right. Uh, Trayan's at 10 hit points, but he's just going to kind of force through it and then because of the lightning ring shenanigans that juniper applied all these attacks will be for lightning damage then first attack uh 24 that hits uh that'll be uh seven lightning damage second attack 26 i think it is all right yeah so you're gonna paint me a picture mathematically uh you have one yeah so basically as trend sees juniper's little gambit there and and sees the lightning just surge harmlessly through a uh, gale and into the machine uh he changes his tactic from the acid uh, approach to lightning and he will uh he does initial slash at the mechanical uh bits grasping onto walter before he braces low and literally backflips over the trio um, being held and slashes the sword straight across, severing uh, its hold on the research team before landing on the other side uh, gracefully, though he is definitely a bit winded from being beat the fuck up over the past bit there. <laughs> Yeah, you were you were pretty low on health, but the great thing about dice in storytelling is never in a million years would I have scripted it for you to get this sword and then finish the fight with it. But it all is a, it's beautiful, especially coming off the heels of Juniper's uh, powerful girlfriend move. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. sometimes it just writes itself. And then like he, he sort of like try and then and then then if the uh, machine sort of retreats into the uh, the Tupperware, he tries to push the uh, lid back on and lock it tight. You know, to keep it uh, fresh for the future, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, the, the, a lot of it is, like, uh, wrecked, you know, destroyed, but I, I I don't think it's dead dead, and I think you can uh, put it back and lock it in for uh, some some 
um, warforged or other mechanical person who could still inherit it. It is just incompatible with uh, mm-hmm. organic beings. Did you burp the Tupperware? Of course. Okay, good. Uh, that that I mean, that <laughs> way that way it won't uh, spoil. You know, you got to make sure to keep all, all. Yeah, no excess air. Yes, yes, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Juniper's going to look up at the first research team and go. For the record, I definitely knew that all of you were going to be safe from the electricity. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Buddy says, did I knock something loose with the iron rod? Why would you think that would work? Uh, because and- <laughs> I am a super smart genius and I know what I'm doing. I've not died up here yet. That's got to count for something. I, like midway through that sentence, Gail just fully glomps you out of the out of frame of the camera. Uh, and Walter turns to you, Treyan, and says, Wow, I cannot believe you won. This must be a new experience for you. I mean, you do realize that in a, in a double elimination tournament that the third place is determined by a match between third and fourth place. Therefore, the last match I'm always in, in every tournament, I win. That is a lot of words to explain why you have not taken the gold. I I respect the mental gymnastics. You must have built those muscles up very well. Hey, Walter, I'm going to be real with you, man. Do you know that you're being rude? What? (laughs) No, we are competitors. This is how we talk. This is how you say locker room banter. Maybe your your locker room has been a little toxic. Hmm. No, Zana assured me this was a normal way to talk. Oh, oh, Zana. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've I've heard about Zana. Do this guy right here on the head. (laughs) By the way, uh, nice anchor you got there, Walter. Thank you. Would you like to hold her? Her name is Sweetness. The way you said that, I like really thought there was like going to be like some like, d- you know, d- did your mom make it for you type thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no thanks. I'm fine with what I have here. As Strange sort of takes a look at P2 again, still confused about what the big deal is, but like you know, just <laughs> happy that happy <laughs> that he's able to wield it. We need you to appreciate what you have, Trey, and we need you to appreciate <laughs> this, it. Is, this is this 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 is the this is the main challenge. Getting the getting the ace himbo to understand the significance of having P2 here. Look, look, I feel like I feel like a himbo is the exact perfect person to recognize what they've got with P2. I was talking to Quinn, I was either on the credits or on Weekly Manga Recap about how there's always been at least one ace cast member in every season of Dice Funk until this season when both Quinn and Skitch were off. And I was like, it immediately got so raw and so horny. And I was like, he's really fucking up the chemistry. So now this, now this Skitch is back. It's not all degenerate perverts anymore. <gasps> Hey, I am the I am the high class kind of pervert. I'll have you know, no degeneracy here. <laughs> you keep the pinky out while you're doing your business. I mean, you would know whether or not that's the case if I'd you know the wheel pussy too. But yeah, that's why you couldn't pull it from the, the stone. You didn't have the pinky out. Or maybe that was the problem. <laughs> All right. I think uh, everyone is bantering and, and doing their thing as you leave the reliquary. Uh, everyone's successful. We can uh, short rest and heal up. 
but you can paint a picture of that or the conversations you're having. Um, it's funny because Walter has been extremely nice this entire campaign, uh, but it's just the one thing about Treyan. It's just the one thing that <laughs> I think Walter doesn't respect, or it's not even disrespect. It's just that like uh, Zana has poisoned their uh, competitive spirit in this way. No, Walter used to be a good sport. Now they're kind of a bad sport, but they don't know it. Yeah. It's funny because you uh, you know, you played Zana at the beginning and I had everyone assigned a rival, so I figured it would be Zana and Walter clashing this entire season and then you you ejected from that player character like ten episodes in. I'm so proud at listening my way through this campaign. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's definitely interesting. It's just the the curveball you've thrown me, I think, means that now uh Walter's rival energy is getting redirected to Trey Ann. Mm. Wait, um, I think can Will Boy Justice try and uh, uh, step in and, and talk some sense into uh, Walter about um, you know as like a, as now a champion, um, he's <laughs> uh, gonna be like um, um, uh, that fiend th- that fiend Zonas uh, 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 con- uh, confused you. Um, real com- uh, um, a real champion is only competitive against the forces of evil. Yes, I am aware that Donna is uh, compromised in some respect. She did steal my blood to summon a new demon. Uh, I do not know if you have met this uh, fiend. That sounds like a big breach of boundaries. How did that make you feel? Uh, Quite bad. I thought Donna and I were best friends, uh, but apparently I am kind of like a sack of blood for demon summoning. So not ideal. Oh, you, you don't have to hang out with people who steal your blood. Yeah. If someone, if someone's, uh, if someone only wants to be, uh, hang out with you to steal your bro- uh, blood, they were never your friend to begin with. Yeah, I agree. You should hang out with people who don't steal your blood, if that's what you want. Uh, Gail looks around excitedly and says, oh my god, are we, are we combining the research teams? I think that would be a good idea because that's additional people to help us not die also that means that my old weapon is back in the team and that means it's closer to being mine again <laughs> buddy spins the the iron rod and doing a, like a rainbow flourish of fire and says uh come take it hey i had an amazing idea to get you not all electrocuted you're no longer touching the person wearing the ring. So if I... That cloud I haven't dispelled yet, it could zap you. I could take that. Uh-oh. All right. Easy. <laughs> Easy. We're trying to get along. We're trying to, trying to have friends. Friends don't attack, and they don't steal blood. We're going we're gonna to be cool. We're gonna get you a rake. Okay. I'm gonna find us some bones and you can have a nice bone rake. We're gonna, just gonna chip. You're all exiting the reliquary as you say this, and as you start talking about bones, you hear a snorting noise, and Buddy's uh, bond animal, the the swag tusk, uh, turns the corner and it looks around as if you have brought it bone Mm -hmm. treats. It's just like a big uh, rhinoceros dog. I do have bones. I've asked several times as we've killed things for some bones. Can I give Buddy a bone? 
Uh, in fact, you are carrying, not you specifically, but the group is carrying a coffin full of bones. This was the body part from the biome of the past, the previous one. Uh, so I think if you go into your bone stash, the first research team sees that you have that. And Buddy says, oh, you were holding out on us. You had a body part the whole time. Cool. A great first step for the partnership between the research teams. I think you're being a little aggressive because we didn't even have a chance to talk about that yet. And you're accusing us of things we haven't done. We were going to give a little bit of bone to your guy, but now I don't even know. I was going to use them to revive Master Vimble. Okay, we weren't going to do that. That's a lie. I don't know why the little boy I'm, keeps saying. I'm I'm open to your team having the having the having the bones. Um do you have a vehicle that can get us toward the end of the world really fast? That 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 would be really good. That could be something you could bring to the 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 partnership. <laughs> or a way to revive Master Vimble. You ask that question as everyone gets back to their animals. You see Buddy has arrived on on the Swag Tusk, uh, this large uh, creature that you've seen previously. Uh, and Walter is riding a Displacer Beast, a kind of heavily muscled, six-legged panther creature. Uh, oh, cool. Gale just flies. Uh, she does not have a an animal, uh, and they do not have a vehicle between them. In fact, I think uh, in response to your question, uh, Buddy says... If we're going to catch up to who's ahead of us, I guess Zana and the demon, uh, the squishy fellas, and the cult, uh, we're going to need uh, to, a way to go faster. We don't have a vehicle. Who, but who has an idea? Can I, build, can I build a vehicle with the god bones? I don't think there's enough bones for a whole vehicle, especially because ah. Korvok and Piccolo are both eight feet tall brick shit houses. <laughs> Literally in the previous episode when you were like, oh, Piccolo's 25 feet tall. I was like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, Mari, but you can't, <laughs> you can't. Austin, Austin, can we make an equivalent, like a, a big enough for this entire party of characters equivalent of like, you know those like cars for toddlers that are like made of big colorful plastic, but out of all of the play place material. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Just big plastic car. Big plastic car. Do bubble dome windshield. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, wait. Also, 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 uh, I like, I don't know if, if this is like universal. I feel like every McDonald's play place I went to, they always had like a bunch of like game cubes that were just like attached to the thing, like playing like, I think it was like a <laughs> Sonic game. And like that, those are going to be the, like that controller is going to be how we like maneuver the thing. My idea is. We hijacked one drone. What if we hijacked <gasps> multiple of them and <gasps> used the drones? McDonald's play place drone With powered drone helicopter. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. Play. Uh, we make it. We make an airship out of the play place of the drones. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there is a there isn't a uh, drone helicopter role, but as far as like knowing stuff like uh, how that would be designed, I think the closest would be history. Can I get history roles from everybody? Oh no, P two, help oh. me please. Uh, Seven. Uh, one. <laughs> oh no. Oh, come on, I have a negative modifier, but if there was ever going to be a time to defy it. Eight. No, I do not. We all have negative modifiers. We all have negative modifiers in this group. We're all idiots. Train rolls an eight. 
Seven one eight eight. Not only does the group fail, you fail pretty bad. Uh, I do. Yeah, I, like, what about our new friends? Surely they know how to do this. <laughs> I liked the idea. I don't think the idea was bad, but I think we do have to let the dice help us tell the story. And I just don't think you all have the engineering prowess to build helicopters out of found material. Okay. Well, we we go back to my previous plan. It's a it's a ground based vehicle that is pulled by all our animals. It just is made of big plastic. I think while you're all talking about this, you know, you're comparing notes and like trying to see what the, you know, tensile strength of the material around you is. Uh, you turn uh, to the group to say that, Juniper. You say, like, what if the animals pull our carts? And you catch Buddy uh, holding a dodo and giving it googly eyes because it's an endangered animal and he is a zoologist. And, uh, it, you know, you, you kind of, uh, it was a little bit awkward because, like, he was, like, genuinely extremely stoked to see a dodo and you. You kind of rolled up on that situation. Hey, hey, hey! Don't worry, don't worry. No judgment here. Um, I got to see a, I got to, I got to see a plant that is extinct, where like its seed is shaped like a heart, and it used to be birth control. It's fucking wild. Don't worry, it's cool. I get we it. We saw a bison, which is a big cow. Uh, Buddy says, "Oh my god, I know what you're talking about. We came through there too. That was an auroch." Oh. I guess we'll not be excited about having seen a bison, then. <laughs> bison are still alive, Buddy says indignantly. If you like that, Dodo, check out this one. It's huge. Look at it. Oh, my God. Uh, Buddy is freaking out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Psychically bonded to this thing. No thoughts. <laughs> That's awesome. What is it thinking right now? Nothing. Nothing at all? Nothing Zero? at all. No, it only exists. Nothing. That's so zen. Animals are so cool. I wish I could think about nothing. It's extremely relaxing to touch their mind. Hey, hey, you know what's really good at thinking about nothing? A lot of plants. Mm -hmm. No, I'm a dryad. I'm literally made out of plants, and I'm always thinking about cellulose. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying all <laughs> plants. I'm saying some plants. There are some plants that are really good at not thinking about things. Well, you're a plant. I'm a plant. Oh, dude. That's sick, dude. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know. But Buddy is like trying to be rude to you, Piccolo, but just so impressed by your dodo, and it's becoming more difficult. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, is is that is that why you're you're so you're so down on plants all the time? Because you, you, it's hard for you to get out of your head? When the sun is out, I'm thinking about the sun, and it's so it's so hot. And when it's gone, I'm missing it. It's it fucking sucks, dude. I hate the sun. I mean, I love the sun. It's, you don't understand. You're not a plant. Juniper is quietly <laughs> taking notes about this. It's hard to feel dependent on an outside resource of of food. I get it. Ex yeah. Exactly. You get okay. Yeah. You're not oh, so my. bad. I self I self pollinated earlier. I, and now there's nowhere for people to poop them. This is a lot for me. Okay. Uh, Juniper, <laughs> your idea. Animals getting us to the front of the race. I think that's the only way we're going to win. Zahn is on the ham sect. Fortunato is on the Brian. Um, I, the, we're not going to be able to catch up unless our animals are fully pimped out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you have some magical way to do that? I mean, that's what I've been doing the whole time we've been up here is 
researching the animals and practicing and learning. And I, I have some some tips and tricks for you all. Um, is, is 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 this all part of your ploy to make me admit that animals are cooler than plants? Because it ain't gonna happen. But I do want to see what you've got. I will admit that they are cool in this context. Um, I, trick is a strong word. Um, <laughs> it's just okay. a happy little accident that I'm going to have to admit. Oh, you, your animals are cool. What we're going to need is a training arc. We need all our animals to get yoked and buff and powerful. But if they can't fly, we're also going to have to learn how to put them away. Like so. And Buddy uh, rests his forehead against the forehead of the swag tusk, and they both close their eyes. And then after a moment, the swag tusk glows, like becomes pure energy and is absorbed into Buddy's body and is gone. Holy shit. Holy shit. Cool. Wait, so is this we absorb them into us, do a training montage as us, and then let them back out and they'll be swole? <laughs> but buddy laughs and says, "No, it's just like uh, you can put them in your soul because you're you're bound together. I, it probably yeah. works the other way. I ha- we haven't really tried it, but uh, if if someone's animal can't fly, we'll have to put it away to save weight and then have everybody get on the animals that can fly." Oh shit. Wait, I want to try. I want to try to do it the other way around because uh, uh, little boy Justice is massive, and Spider could probably fly. Uh, um, like, or at least, like, glide a bit more if he's put away. If if Juniper can get put away in in the uh, in in her creature, that's one less thing that has to be carried, and she can fly. I do it, but my dodo's head is so empty; I get sucked into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, Buddy is trying to teach you uh, how to be even closer to your animals through a kind of. Uh, montage here it's like a i can make a man out of you kind of scene in the hbo adaptation everybody animal handling to see how that works out oh boy all right let's find out if i'm swift as a coursing river mm. oh 26 16 i rolled in. i have force like a like a great typhoon tran only rolls a nine all right, everybody but tran uh can put their animal inside themselves like a pokeball or vice versa, uh, which is the exact reference here. It's Pokeball time. I didn't want to say it. Yep. I I am I am I am now just my sprout. <laughs> I am I'm I've, I popped in the sprout for a bit. Um, but uh, we right now know that several of your animals can evolve further. Specifically, the sprout. We've seen its evolved form, uh, and probably the uh, trans archaeopteryx. If you can get those airborne, you can catch up. Uh, I don't know how to. Yeah. So we had a we had a uh, an item that came from a card that uh, we were given that allowed us to do the digivolving of our big flying ones, right? Correct. But the, that was... Okay. S- Sprinkles summoned you an item that the card has used its effect. It has gone to the discard pile. You no longer have that item. Yeah. But you. Okay. But if you crit on doing activities with your animals, they will evolve. Basically, um... I got a 19. That's pretty close to a crit. <laughs> it is good. But So right now you're all standing outside. Or how about this? 
first of all, why don't you paint me all a, a picture of what you're actually doing right now? What does this uh, whole montage look like? Because you're going east from the reliquary. You're you know walking across this like cement uh, landscape. There are occasional uh, you know rivers of oil, but not much else to see. Uh, you know, up ahead of you is Laser and the Duma Cult, and behind you is uh, Red and Sprinkles and the uh, other new ones, uh, but it doesn't seem like you're going to gain much ground without flying. Quick question. Um, so we're not making a cart to pull into the sky, right? We're all just going to fly now? Correct, yes. Uh, okay. Building a cart wasn't off the table, but with the, the very poor roll, there you will simply lose the race if you take that much time. So okay. it, it was possible, but now it is off the table. I get sucked into my dodo because they're so unbelievably zenly empty. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's like osmosis. It's just a natural force. I can't, I'm, I'm in there. Now I am the dodo. We are one. Can you imagine if sometimes Pikachu put Ash in the Pokeball? <laughs> no, they wouldn't do that because Pikachu doesn't go in the Pokeball, so Ash wouldn't either. Oh, okay. You pick the one Pokemon that yeah, notoriously doesn't go in a Pokeball. There was, there was a whole episode where Ash tries to catch it, Pikachu smacks the ball back at him, just like, no, nah, I'm not going in there. You know who would do it? Charizard. Charizard yes. would put Ash in the Pokeball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sam, you were oh, saying? Yeah, no, so like, like little boy just is like, like kind of scared to do it. But then like spider is like, you know, like he's like, um, uh, like, uh, police horse, like has like, like blue lives matter, punisher decals on him and shit. And it's like, stop resisting. <laughs> and then like, he gets sucked in. Okay. <laughs> um, I think Trayan's failed efforts to kind of create a deeper bond with the Archaeopteryx is like, you know, him sort of, looking at at the 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 little lad and at times like jumping up with a little bit of the like the etheric dragon wings try to coax it into flying up with him and it will chirp and hop up towards Ram but then falls back in the ground and get uh visibly flustered at not being able to do it and possibly even thinking that Tran is almost like mocking it for not being able to fly like he can no like he's just—he's trying his best, but Tran just isn't connecting with the with the little lad right now. Uh, Juniper is going inside the sprout and trying to learn how to just sort of feel the wind under the wings to be like, okay, okay, we just coast on coast on the wind, let let it sort of work with us and not against us, uh, and is trying to use this as a training technique to hopefully digivolve. Uh, well, we just rolled animal handling, so I think we're going to need to roll something else uh, in a moment. But before we get there, we're doing this. Everyone is, uh, you know, trying to increase your uh, affinity with your creature. And uh, Walter brings up, if we are going to combine the research teams, uh, what is our goal when we get to Edge of World? What are you all trying to create? If I recall, uh, Zona and uh, Chad Demon are going to make hell. Uh, Fortunato is going to make traitor god block old world, kind of create no immigration system. Uh, the Duma cult is going to make farm, very low expectations there. I do not know what Red wants. Um, as a native, and the only native here, maybe a world where people can, uh, Get a little introduction, maybe uh, 
I don't want to say well, how do you, if I say like reeducate, it's gonna sound awful. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I do want to say that. You have previously talked about, and this was like in the last time I edited, uh, trying to make Peter's dream come true. So if we're pivoting pivoting away from that, we also need, we need to discuss why. No, I want Peter's dream because I want like a hybrid because it just seems like everybody who comes here doesn't know how to act. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Tutorial, and it's it's a tutorial village, a rehabilitation area. So for people to recover from whatever it is that's making them act like that. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Will Boy Justice is extremely into that because that's like a play, perfect place for them to fight crime. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, pastels and soft couches and therapists. As, as I'm imagining it, like, uh, just out of character, like, I feel like, uh, I feel like that's, like, uh, Will Boy Justice is incredibly down for that, and I don't know, you, like, I feel like you Scratch could very that. much it's reasonably- place to recover. The end. I feel like you could it's reasonably convince recover. him just to, uh, be like, oh yeah, no, and then you can, he'll just be one of the inmates. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a place to recover and get better from the traumas of the old world so you don't bring it to the new world. That. I've said this before, but uh, to reiterate, we are explicitly creating the setting for a future season of the show. So I need like animals, I need plants, I need like a gimmick. I've so far I've uh, you know portrayed like mm-hmm. let me count on my map here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve biomes for you. So kind of the idea. Uh, that I've put across is like kind of what we're looking for. And it is like someone else, anyone on the show is going to have to suffer through it. <laughs> I I don't think, I don't know if Juniper has explicitly said this, but I think I think a part of what Juniper would be going for is uh, uh, an area where plants are able to defend themselves from being harvested so that there is at least one corner where if people come in and try and just like mow the whole thing down for resources, the plants can go, no, fuck off. We're just chilling. All right. Yeah. I would say like if there's four of you and there's like four elements I'm looking for, which is plant, animal, mineral, weather. Okay. Well, that that's that's my contribution. Plant. Plants plants are a lie. There's 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 self-defense plants. I want a place for people to recover from whatever shit they're going through so that they don't, you know, anywhere in the new world, just like, oh man, I need some time. To get Some better. type of like gothic um, uh, asylum. No. <laughs> what Peter wanted, but with the direction of therapy. <laughs> Just you're making a biome in which all the future player characters have to play as characters with good mental health. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I don't... <laughs> My original vision was just a place for people to just like. Take a time to just. I know. Vibe. I'm, be- I'm <laughs> being. I'm being silly. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. I, I. I like it. Like it's sort of like a. Uh. Uh. Like po- is 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 this a word like police state? No. <laughs> but t- uh. to put Peter's dream into the frame, I'm asking for in order to create a future season of the show. Like, what if there was like a weather uh, phenomenon where there would be like instead of a storm front. There would just be like some kind of, uh, you know, uh, f- uh, chemical or pheromone or something that like came through and made everyone chill. Ooh. Yeah, just mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, just made everyone chill out. It's a chill place to be. 
right, like right, a vibe right, yeah. storm. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's what comes to mind. A vibe storm is coming. Yes. Oh man. See, like, part of me is just thinking, like, would it be like instead of hail, it would just like it would just be like you know, it, it instead of it being like ice that hails or sleeps whatever it is, it's like you know, um, just nice edibles, you know, you know, just that you could just sort of. T- <gasps> Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh sh. Oh shit. I think I've. I think I've got a. I think I've got a more detailed plant answer. Um. A biome in which Piccolo's plant children that Juniper is currently incubating question mark could grow and thrive. A biome that that Piccolo's species would be native to. And be guardians of. You know, protect the other plants. Having the botanist, the tree, and the gardener in the party definitely lead, leading to a pro-plant uh, ecosystem feels right. And I definitely think, like, a future season where the main, like, species and peoples are, you know, like, treants and, uh, you know, uh, myconids and stuff like that is definitely cool. And I, I like it a lot. Sweet. Leshy season. Here we go. Oh, and they can be your 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 trip guide. You know, they're like, here, take this. And they just tell you nice things while you trip. Um, so if we have vibe storm as weather and we have, uh, you know, a plant uh, centric uh, stuff, I still would like animal and mineral. And that can be, uh, you know, very flexible. Uh, looking at all the other examples we've done this season. See, my, my thought with the animal thing is sort of an inverse thing. So we have like trees are at they're acting like creatures so what if we had animals that effectively were like like imagine like an animal that is effectively like a fruit that uh, into onto itself kind of thing are you this is bug snacks you've bug snacks yes 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 yes, yes. <laughs> just 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 make it bug snacks for the creatures yes i mean i love bug snacks there you go yeah, um, no, nothing horrifying about bugs, bug snacks. Uh-huh. Listen, okay, li- listen, okay. Li- are you trying to say the bug snacks has some dystopian undertones? No, 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 no like, I'm saying not. the exact opposite. It's it is the least dystopian. It has utopian overtones. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think if there's been any particular materials we've come across that's been particularly interesting this season because juniper's just going to be like ah yes nitrate rich soil can it be a <laughs> hydroponic region can it be hydroponics underneath the plants like it's all technically floating on uh nutrient rich water so it's like it's like a waterbed biome kind of thing like the entire yeah. thing is basically like uh, like the yeah the, the <laughs> like a like a rice field yeah, it's no, it's like a giant waterbed. Like all yeah. the plants and like the plant mass is floating on top of this nutrient dense water. Much like at Disney World on my favorite ride, Living with the Land. <laughs> Where like, you know, they they the roots are you can have I'm a big hydroponics fan. Um, but basically at its most root form, it can be just a mass of plants floating on top of a big mass of nutrient-dense water. I mean, and one option would be that all the minerals, I mean, it'd be weird to say, this is not really good to say, it's like, what if all the minerals are just fossils? I'm like, but that's kind of what the real world is already, so unless there's That's the gimmick of our world, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, our world is just fossils, and that's, yeah, it's boring. Um, Maybe there are cool, I was just like, uh... Uh, how about big crystals? Crystals are cool, you know? Big floating crystals. 
yeah, we can tell Little Boy Justice that they're valuable and therefore, like, <laughs> you know, he'll sign off on it. It's all it's all cubic it's all cubic zirconia. That's all it is. It just it looks valuable, but it actually isn't. Oh yeah, all fool's gold, all of it. I mean, you say hydroponics underwater, uh, f- floating crystals above. Like I'm picturing kind of a skyward sword situation where there is like mm. a ground, there's a sky, and then there's an underwater. Like it's kind of a three tiered situation. So uh, I this is this is literally I'm try- planning DM missions. I'm planning quests already. Oh 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 right. So what if the air itself was just like yeah like nutrient wi- uh, like rich like like it was nutrient the air itself was nutrient rich and yeah 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 that'd be great I, I for the air mean. plants yeah yeah exactly air plants oh sweet I, I just want to see like a like a tulip just fly past <laughs> little wings oh yeah there's a different <laughs> there's an actual. <laughs> category of plants called air plants but i like the way you're all like, it's yeah. just plants in the air I like that. yeah 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 because the, because the air is nutrient dense enough there's enough you know everything else in there they can and they they migrate from like the from the floating parts the floating crystals above and then from like the permeable like waterbed type service on the bottom there yeah Oh, awesome! Or like they like their roots can like sort like make like wings almost, yeah. or like like they, like or they can like like they can get enough nutrients out of the air by like flying yeah. through it. So yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. like how air plants work already. That's cool. Mm-hmm. They are known as air plants because they are epiphytes, not needing soil for nourishment. Mm-hmm. I'm reading about mm-hmm. this. I'm learning. Yeah. Air plants are super cool. They are. To, to make to make it clear, what I mean by the ground being like a waterbed, I mean I don't mean that it's like water. I mean that there is a surface that people can walk on, but it's kind of spongy, and you can and plants can kind of interface through it to get the dense, nitrogen rich gelatin. It's basically like those gel packs they use to pack uh, meals from uh, the different meal delivery services. It's just so like full of nitrogen and great for plants. So it's just like that. Um, I mean, I like I I kind of like uh, what's it called? Skyward sword level, regular ground level, underwater level, because it just gives us more, yeah, more yeah, places yeah. to do quests. Now see, sure. Now see, I I like that a lot mainly because Skyward Sword is low key the best Zelda game, and I will hear oh, no disagreement on this. Jesus, Ooh. Laura. Oh wow! Like, I no, no, I'm pulling out the controversial opinions today. I fucking Oof. love Skyward Sword. It's Oof. fucking great. Rough. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I say that knowing it's going to be an unpopular opinion. No one ever responds affirmatively to me saying that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not it's not the worst video game I've ever played, but there are so many good entries in that series. I cannot, I cannot I know follow you here. And that one is great. Okay, and I know that no one will ever agree with me, but that's fine. Uh, so while all this is kind of be bounced around, Tran will just pipe up and say. Uh, Actually, there is, well, one thing that I'd really like if this biome that we create could do. Yeah? When I said I wanted a place where, you know, all these expectations were kind of thrown aside, one of those was just how it just seems like so much of this world just kind of wants everyone to just die if they're not fit for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, so you want a place to speak with the dead or revive the dead? Yeah. 
Both? No, the the latter. Oh, revive the dead. Oh, I'm down for I that. feel like we need to put parameters on that because I feel like, hey, this everyone who dies in this world just shows back up in our new little corner. That feels that feels like it. That feels like a real dangerous door to open. It's the respawn point. I like the idea of a respawn point. I will point out that literally in the episode where Peter died, uh, that episode ended with Mari saying, oh, can't we just Dragon Ball Peter back at the end of the world? And I was like, well, you can't do that. It's not a wish. It's an environment. And then I, you know, we got off the call and I was like, fuck, you could just make an environment where Dragon Balls grow. I'm oh! armed. Sketch. Yes. Are, look, are you yep, yep, are yep. you wishing back your specific group of friends, or are you like what? Can can you be specific about what what you want to add to this world? Because respawn point, respawn point for respawn literally point. everyone respawn who point. ever dies. Respawn point feels feels short sighted. Respawn point for the worthy. No. Hmm. Yeah, but then we're getting in. We're getting into police ethics again. <laughs> I I don't I don't know the details of how it would work, Juniper, but it's not fair what happened to my friends, and it's my fault that what happened to them happened to them. And I just want to do right I, by I that. I know, I know, and I know it probably seems like I'm being just like a spoiled sport for no reason, but just are you are you just wanting to bring them back, or is this a we're rewriting all of how death works? thing here's what i'll say as the person who's going to be running the show is that uh, a gimmick of dice funk has always been that we don't use revive magic because it makes the stakes really low if your DD character can just come back at any time the way the game is written yeah but if there's only one point in the world with revive magic uh, i think that that resource becomes a really fascinating mechanic uh, kind of like Dragon Balls or uh, the uh, the other thing I was thinking of is like uh, if we do a kind of like organized crime season and we have like people who are like, you know, smuggling or trading no! this resource <laughs> instead of cocaine too. Because you, you said you said cocaine too can't be exploited. It, it, but <laughs> oh, so are you, are, you, are you suggesting like a tree that grows respawn fruit? That is a uh, sort of thing. I mean, that's as an opposed option. to just anyone who dies in this whole world, no matter where they are or why they all that death just doesn't exist anymore. They pop up in our little corner. How about a spot where it's like really hard to do the respawn? Like you have to have like three friends. Or I think that there should have to be like a quest you have to do, like or something to like. Yeah, you have to bring it, their yeah. whole body. You have to have I'm three thinking, friends. Like, I, 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 we should do killer seven rules. There's a there's an entity that's the cleaner that kind of finds where the uh, the pieces are. Then they have to tap the A button fast enough to rebuild the health meter, and then they respawn. Yeah, there you go. Um, also, uh, Dark Justice did die to 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 save Tram. By the way. Yeah, I mean, I was literally thinking you were chant- you two were chanting respawn point, and I was like, Piccolo's thinking about Peter, and Little Boy Justice is thinking about Vimble. I mean, I, I like this very much as like a wants versus needs thing for Little Boy Justice of like get a place where uh, like Vimble can come back to life, but it's a place that like nothing else about anything that Vimble or Little Boy Justice would want. I I agree that it is interesting narratively for a future season, and I understand why all the other party characters want it. I think Juniper's issue with it is largely the same as 
her initial worry about this world when she came up here, which is the second this place has an incredibly desirable resource, that is a bad time for like, oh, everyone's just going to come and fight over the resource and we're all back to square one. Well, don't make it a resource. Just make it a spot where the end of the quest is. It could be, yeah. A couple of different things come to mind. One, if, what if the underwater part of the ecosystem is like a fountain of youth? Like, what if you have to like go physically there into the waters to be healed? The other, like I said before, it could be a Dragon Ball situation. My mind immediately goes to uh, Norse mythology, where uh, also all the-, the vibe storms kind of chill people out a little bit. They're like, I don't know, like if you have evil intent and the vibe storm comes, you kind of mm-hmm. chill out. I was going to say the gods in Norse mythology are not naturally immortal. There are special apples they have to eat that keep them immortal. And that could be the kind of the vibe there. But there's a lot of different ways we can do it. It could be like, um, what is it? The, the, the place in the Tolkien where the elves are immortal if they're there. It's like if you're physically there, you're immortal. But if you leave, you're not. Yeah. Tra- Valinar. Yeah. But like Train just sort of like looks a little like. A little sheepish at the idea um, broadly, but he does seem sincere in, well, the altruistic intentions of such a place existing where those who perhaps died who didn't deserve to or perhaps those who died in one another just there's a, a way to bring them back in some capacity. Juniper does not doubt that Trayan has sincere, honest motives for wanting his specific friends back, but is also dubious of, well, good good people who unjust deaths can come back. Juniper is is alarm alarm bellsing, but it's my chance to make bad idea decisions. Let's go. <laughs> Let's kill death. Let's kill death. Let's kill death. <laughs> Juniper is very unconvinced that that is a good idea. <laughs> thinks back to every terrible person we've met up here who, like, could end up coming back and being a problem again. But would they be a problem if no one could die? Hmm. Some of them, some of them, I feel like they could, they would be. Creating situations worse than death is definitely doable. Yeah, like, Zana's whole team is like, hey, we're, we're not going to play make a place where you die. We're going to make a place where you, you experience worse than death. No, well, okay, but, like, like okay, like, picture, like, someone's, like, like evil, and they're, like, going to do something evil, right? They're like, ah, yeah, I suck. <laughs> um, you could just be like, hey, don't worry. No one dies anymore, and then they'd like chill. No, they no. There's some of them who would. There are some of them who would simply go. Oh. I don't. I, I can't understand why anyone would do anything wrong if they wouldn't die. All right. So this is the conversation you're having. Uh, Juniper remained unconvinced. I assume sharing your concerns with Gail m- makes her unconvinced as well. I think uh, Walter just wants to be the first person there. They just want to win. Uh, and Buddy is uh, on, on the bug snacks train. But Buddy wants those bug snacks. Yeah. Juniper is not opposed to the idea, but needs to hear a solid proposal before going, yeah, 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 some some kind of, some kind of maybe my friends, maybe everyone comes back to life here. It's probably fine. Tram, oh boy, Justice are just both chanting, no one dies. No <laughs> one dies. A world in which we can't get rid of Vimble from the world is a worrying prospect. <laughs> well, 
Well, the, the, the solution for that is you is you basically just bury them where they can't escape. They're, they they can't die, but they just are they're yep, just trapped yep, forever. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful world we're making here. Yeah, Listen, okay. just, just bury uh, them alive. Uh, 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 maybe. Uh, it's like, <laughs> but um, but yeah. Uh, that be like train sort of just makes that proposal, and then continues to fail to um, uh, convince his, his his pet to be able to fly. So. Yes, that's what I was going to say, is that while you're doing this... No one dies. No one flies. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, while, while this is happening, Juniper and Treyan, the two people with unevolved creatures, uh, why don't you give me new roles uh, and uh, tell me what the, what those roles uh, represent, what what kind of uh, exercises you're doing. Because you're all traveling east, you're you know camping and talking and stuff. This is like a montage that takes place over you know multiple days as everyone is talking. So before the big conversation, um, Juniper was going into the Sprout's mind and trying to follow along with, like, gliding on the currents. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I rolled to make that part of a montage. Nature, I believe. Nature is uh, air currents, so... Nature? Let's get nature from you, yeah. Nature? I, I, get, I get advantage on nature. That's good for me. Do it. Let's do it. Let's minimize the risk of me botching. Um, 15 on the first roll, 11 on the second. Uh, Tran is sort of like jogging backwards while looking the uh, at the Archaeopteryx and just sort of trying to help have it mimic him a little bit as he sort of like does little jumps and flips to kind of get higher up in the air a bit with the momentum of each leap and seeing if it will follow along with him to reach higher heights in and spread its wings in a dazzling flourish against whatever horrific thing that is the equivalent of the sun that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like athletics to me. I think also advantage uh, if you have any resources to burn. I think a key point maybe to give you advantage. Sure. Sure thing. So I like, you know, athletics, acrobatics, I'll take either one. Let's do it. I want to be the very best. Mm-hmm. No one ever was. This is what's right. happening during the montage. Uh, unfortunately, Trayan only rolls a 14 with advantage. All right, 14 and 15. These are good. You're making progress, but neither of you get get to a breakthrough. Okay, okay. Juniper's got another plan. Um, in solidarity with trying to, trying to get, get bigger and stronger at athletic tasks, Juniper is attempting to jump up to the Sprout's height to sort of do a sort of inspirational yeah we got this so juniper's going for some one one-footed jump attempts i think buddy uh sees both of you training with your animals and is like you know approving and says uh we're making a lot of progress you know don't push yourself too hard um i'm we're almost out of this biome is there anything else we need to do here before we leave we got we got a sword uh, but we we haven't ca- caught up yet to the. Oh, could could Juniper try and insight on what the magic was that was in the uh, in in that rod to try and replicate whatever that did? Oh, interesting. Uh, sure. Why don't Why don't you roll insight for me? That's that's a botch on insight. I do not know how we did evolved. No, I love this. You botched. So I'm actually going to, uh, Juniper, uh, something occurs to you, and it is a great idea. 
he said, smiling devilishly. Uh-huh. Uh, Juniper, uh, you tell everyone, uh, if you want to win this race, you need all your mounts to fly, and you know someone who can make your mounts fly. That's Sprinkles. And so what you should do is turn around and go back and get Sprinkles. Upon hearing the name Sprinkles being uttered, Tran just sort of like perks up in attention, stares directly kind of at Juniper with the mentioning of Sprinkles' name and then just simply says, Sprinkles, you mean, you mean the homunculus that, that killed my friends? That Sprinkles? It's good. You know what I love? Having binocular vision and depth perception. <laughs>